there, and welcome to Money Talk. It's my new podcast where we grab a cup of joe. I just poured myself one, sitting in front of the fire, and we chat about money. My name's Julie Shea, and I had a career in financial services for 20 years. I'm not in the biz anymore. I jumped ship, and I'm now working for a charity. One morning, I literally woke up and had a dream and felt inspired to share my wisdom from that 20-year journey with anyone who might need it. This is not financial advice. It should not replace financial advice. You should find a trusted advisor. It's simply me sharing casual, honest conversations and stories from both sides of the desk. Yeah, so grab a coffee because I'm going to start episode number, I'm not sure. So I'm driving down the QEW the other day, and this lottery commercial comes on the radio. It was advertising all the wonderful things you could do if you were, you know, if you won the million, which reminds me of one of my favorite jokes. So a man says to his wife, honey, I won the lottery. Pack your bags. Ooh, she says, pack my bags. Where are we going? Nowhere. I won the lottery. Pack your bags and get out. (laughs) Oldie but goodie. But back to the commercial. They're interviewing winners. So one of the winners said, I can finally take cooking glasses. And another said, I can finally take my wife out every weekend. So I was laughing out loud, driving along the highway. Like, but if, if you have to win a million dollars to take your wife out on the weekends, like if you haven't been taking her out by now, I highly doubt you're going to start. Like, She's already checked out, bud. And I was laughing, and then it just brought to mind. This commercial was genius. It was convincing us that only when we have a certain amount of money can we truly live. You know, we're going to wait until we have that certain amount, and then we're going to do all these amazing things. We need to win a lottery before we can really be doing what we could be doing now. Do you really need a million dollars to start taking cooking classes? You can get them for free on YouTube. Do you need to have a million dollars before you start going out with your spouse on weekends? The best times I've had with Mike, my husband of 25 years, cost us nothing. Walks along the Bruce Trail, after dinner crokinole tournaments. When I think about it, the best times were probably in the backseat of his K-car when we were in high school. That cost nothing. You didn't even have to get me, like, dinner first. (laughs) At this point, you might be thinking, what is all this preaching, Jules? I thought this was a podcast about money. I thought you were going to teach me where to put my money. Well, I'm talking about money. This concept of waiting to be wealthy to live your life or relating wealth to happiness can have major influence on your financial plan. The way you define wealth is going to determine your actions. If you don't see the abundance in your life now, you'll spend a lot chasing it. This will determine your wealth because remember, wealth doesn't equal how much you make. It's how much is left over after you've covered expenses. I mean, if you have a high burn rate and you're spending more than you make, you're not wealthy. If you're chasing abundance or validating yourself through what you own or where you live, you can get yourself into financial trouble. I was in the mortgage business for five years and I saw more than a few people going to massive debt trying to keep up with the Joneses. 
<clears throat> one couple was sitting in front of me. They both had good jobs. One of them was a teacher. They were $175,000 in commercial debt. They were teetering on the brink of bankruptcy. They're about to get divorced. You know, and I'm talking to them about what they, what they bought, what, what, what happened. Two luxury SUVs, brand new driveway, new swimming pool, all the bells and whistles. And they flat out admitted to me they were trying to keep up with the Joneses. They're trying to keep up with their friends. We ended up restructuring their debt and told them to find new friends. Like I literally said, you have to move and find new friends. And they actually did. They sold their house, got rid of their debt, and moved to a new neighborhood. And they're still married. The funny thing is, <clears throat> while they're trying to keep up with the Joneses, um, I'm almost 80% sure the Joneses were probably trying to keep up with them. Being in the mortgage business, I saw a lot of people with big hat, no cattle. That's that Texas term. You look like you have a lot, but there's a lot of debt there. So again, validating yourself with wealth, it's going to get you into a lot of trouble. None of us are immune to this. I've been a victim of myself. I'm not perfect. In another podcast, I mentioned my crate and barrel chairs. I'm actually going to sit down in one right now and swivel. These are two beautiful leather swivel chairs that I was coveting for months at Crate and Barrel. When when I saw them, I was like ready to move heaven and earth to try to get them in time for my book club. I was hosting that month and I said, oh, can I get this? Can I get them delivered before I have book club? And I would visit them. I'd go to Crate and Barrel and I'd sit on them at Yorkdale Mall. I mean, I wanted these chairs. They were going to make my life complete. I was going to be cool if I had these chairs. So I'm swiveling in Crate and Barrel, thinking about these chairs, thinking about book club. And then I said, what the hell, Julie? You've known these broads for 15 years. They don't love you because of your furniture or your house. They love you because of your good looks and your quick wit. Like, let's get straight. So I put off the purchases. I did continue to visit them over the next two years. And I bought them. And they're great. And I love them. And when I sit in them, there's no regret. I can spin in them freely. Now on the flip side of this, when I was an advisor, I saw too many people sitting on hundreds of thousands of dollars that they couldn't use or enjoy because they were too scared or too sick. I got a lot of seniors in my practice, which meant a lot of trips to the Mandarin, which I quite enjoyed. But their scarcity mentality affected their financial plan. I mean, I get it. Most of them lived through the depression. I have no idea what what that's like. They had to live life without a net. But I had clients with 800K in GICs. They're in their 80s. And they're still too scared to spend a dime of it. I would go through it again and again, showing them that how if you spent this much a month, you'd still be fine. You'd still have lots left over. But I just couldn't change their mindset. One couple had a million in GICs. They worked hard and saved their whole lives. He worked at DeFasco. They had dreams of traveling in their retirement, but they were now too sick. They were too sick to get insurance. So they couldn't go. 
I mean, if I wasn't wearing my financial planner's hat, I would have told them just to roll the dice and go anyways. Which reminds me of a story. My dad's friends were this strong Irish family. They were vacationing in Florida and the wife broke her hip. And they got out of Dodge. They dumped her in the car and bolted home back to Canada. She's in the back of the car with a broken hip. Which reminded me of a business idea. So I shared it with my dad after he told me the story. I'm like, I could start a business and go down for families who have injured loved ones in Florida, like a bounty hunter, and bring them back to Canada. And if they're really sick, I could just shoot them. So I gotta work out the kinks. I've been reminded that shooting's a bit messy. Um, Maybe there's a better way, like a pillow over the face or something. So I haven't worked out the kinks yet, but I think it, it could fly, it could fly. But back, to my stories. Why am I sharing these stories with you? I'm using them to illustrate to you how your feelings around money, scarcity, wealth, abundance, they're going to create the bedrock of your financial plan. Because the plan is gonna be a tapestry of your financial habits. If you're waiting to hit a certain level of income or savings to start living, or if you're spending to feel validated, you're probably not going to get where you want to go. And worse, you could probably get way off track trying to get there. Intellectually, we all know that money doesn't bring happiness. There's even been a scientific study I read about last year that 85,000 is the magic number of household income, beyond which there's no relative increase in happiness. So after the 85, the more you make doesn't increase your happiness to that level. Now you need a certain amount of stability, but they're saying the happiness doesn't increase beyond that. So like like my brother Mike always says, money can't bring, bring you happiness, but you can choose your own misery, which I get. You need a certain amount of stability so you're not stressed out, so that you have a stable home life. I get that. But how much do you really need? How much is going to guarantee you that happiness? And that's what the lottery is saying. We guarantee your happiness. It's going to be the thing that changes it all. Like we know money doesn't bring happiness, but many of us don't feel that in our spine or show it in our actions. To quote Anthony Robbins, yes, I'm quoting Anthony Robbins. You know, I first encountered Anthony Robbins when I was in grad school in Ottawa. I was living in a basement apartment. It's one in the morning. I'm eating ravioli from the can. And I was so inspired. I bought his box set of tapes. And it changed my life. Anyways, he, he's actually better than most people think. And I did hear a quote of his that made a lot of sense. Most people, he says, are pursuing something in the future that they already have. We're just not seeing it. We're not looking at it. So I'm not against financial success or having nice things. But many of us fail to see the wealth we already have right here today while we're in pursuit of this financial nirvana of the future. Before you start your financial plan, take the time to ask yourself, What does wealth mean to me? Not what does society tell me 
it should mean or what should I have at this point in my life according to society? What is society's definition of success? Really talk about what you want your money's energy to bring you because that's all money is. It's a transfer of energy. You know, I've talked about the latte factor. You hear that a lot in the business about how if you forego that $5 a day latte, you can save up for something in the future. And I still believe that if you are struggling to save, that is one area you could cut out. But maybe you don't want to save for something down the road or for travel. My sister loves her daily Americano decaf Starbucks. I don't get the decaf. It's kissing your uncle. Makes no sense to me. But it brings her absolute joy. She's not into traveling. She hates flying. She loves the life that she's built in her current situ. And the coffee is a daily part of that life. It brings her joy. And that's what she chooses to spend her money's energy on. And there's nothing wrong with that. She knows herself. So again, you got to sit down and think, who am I? You know, one good litmus test too, when you're asking yourself before you buy something, would I buy this if no one else ever knew about it? And that really hit me because how many things do I do so that other people can think I'm cool? I spent a lifetime looking for external validation and it was exhausting. I used to water ski two hours a day when I was a kid and I never really liked it, but I knew, hey, I'm cool if I water ski. I know I'm getting a little deep here and it feels like a therapy session, but how many things do we do for external validation that leave us empty and on the wrong side of the ledger afterwards? So ask yourself that question. Would I buy this if no one would ever know about it? Would I take this trip if I couldn't put it on Instagram? (laughs) You're going to avoid those vanity purchases that can get you into trouble. Again, none of this matters if you have tons of money. And if you have tons of money, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast. (laughs) Because this is for the middle class everyday folk that need to make those decisions. Because we have limited capacity. Some things have to be booted off the life raft. So take the time to get real about what you want money to bring to your life. And I know this sounds airy-fairy and deep, but if you get straight with that, you're going to have the right financial plan. If you get, if you know thyself and you take the time to see with gratitude the wealth you might already have, you may see that your current plan is way off track or that you're actually further along the path than you think. So I implore you, take the time this weekend to think about it. Hey, go out with your wife, your husband. Don't have to wait for the lottery. Go for a walk in the woods, chat, get real. And you're going to find it's going to make a big difference. So coffee's done. Thanks for listening. It's been a slice Hope you got some little nugget out of that 20 years of wisdom. Thank you.